This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State. My name's Marissa, and I'm here with Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Marissa. How you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am okay. Enjoying the November weather right now. Right. I wish I could say that, but in Florida, that's a no for me. Oh, no. <laughs> it's 80 degrees, but somehow no. I still manage to wear my sweatshirts. I don't know how, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of side eyes when I go out. <laughs> Anywho, we're, we took a couple weeks off from recording for anybody that has missed us. Um, we had the opportunity to go to Santa Monica with our Only in Your State team and we were able to meet in person and uh, go over a lot of great things in the direction of Only in Your State. And for anybody that's not familiar with OnlyInYourState.com, we are a huge travel resource. So anywhere you want to go in the United States, we provide you with hidden gems, um, restaurants, local favorites, events, you name it, we cover it. And Sarah and I got to meet in person uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and uh, it was great. I had such a great time. I had so much fun with the team. I don't know if you want to share your thoughts about your experience. So yeah, I had a great time meeting everyone, seeing you in person. I know that we all are living in a remote work world, or we've experienced the transition to many companies going to work from home, remote work, but it's always good to collaborate in person. And I don't know if you know this, Marissa, but I love to travel. So <laughs> flying out to California was fantastic. I really missed it. So that was, yeah, that was a plus for me. Yeah, it was a blast. And I loved that. Shout out to Catherine Armstrong, the senior manager of the people department who put together so many fun things for us to do as a team. I think that was my favorite part is just a lot of the team building stuff we did um, in the spirit of travel. So like the scavenger hunt. Yeah. Did you have a favorite part of the whole experience? Honestly, I was about to say what you uh, just mentioned, the scavenger hunt, Um, this hyper localized scavenger hunt via phone app that just lets you discover um, things near you in a city. And I, I just think it was such a charming thing to do. Yeah, it was a blast. I, I want to say the company is called Let's Roam. It is. Um, yeah. We're not we're not sponsored by them. However, uh, it was a great app to use, and we had such a blast exploring Santa Monica and answering trivia questions. Um, so that that would be a yeah. Let's roam. I would I would recommend yes. that if you're visiting a new city, or even if you live in the city. I lived uh, in Santa Monica for a while, and I never did any of the things the app wanted us to do. I, I walked mm. by that park every day and I never stopped to explore it. Cool. Well, that's all. That's good to know too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that I have one uh, I could probably use here in Florida that will give me a completely different insight into the area where I live. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great aspect of any sort of editorial on a town you might live in. So say small town getaways, this podcast, uh, If we feature your town or a town you're familiar with, I would still encourage you to listen, participate, call and give us tips because I think even if you become blind to the area you live in, right? Yes. So 
being able to experience it in podcast form might give you some different insight or perspective. Yeah. And that's a really great segue into something that we haven't really talked about much before, our phone number mm-hmm. that we have that all, all of our listeners, uh, you can call this phone number and you can leave us a voicemail. You can also text the phone number too if you want to just send a text and share with us your thoughts about a, a small town that we've already featured, uh, maybe a small town in your state that you love. And we are going to play uh, a majority of these clips in the podcast. Um, so the phone number is 805-298-1420. And uh, anybody, anybody listening, that you, if you have a small town, because that's our theme for this season, if you have a small town in the U.S. that you love and you think we should know about, or something mm-hmm. we've already shared, please make sure to call, leave a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And even if it's just sharing something that maybe we touched on or didn't know at all, like it doesn't have to be a tip. It could be, hey, did you know that the Mothman originated in our town, which maybe we'll cover eventually, but something like <laughs> yeah. that it would still be fun to share. And like Marissa said, you would be featured on the podcast. So yes, please call in. Yeah, I would love to get some insider tips about local spots that, you know, that people should know about restaurants, especially um, coffee shops for me personally. Uh, (laughs) That would be really cool. Yep. So today we are talking about we're going to Ohio, which is where you live, right? Yes, born and raised. I've moved away many times and eventually always move back. So It has something. It has that sauce. Yeah. It's a magnet in Ohio. Right. (laughs) Um, So we're talking, first, I need need to ask about pronunciation because I've heard this town pronounced a bunch of different ways. So I heard that it was Lebanon. And then I also heard Lebanon. And then I heard Lebanon, like the country. Do you have any insight into which is correct? So I'm not from this area of Ohio. I'm from Northeast Ohio. Well, actually born slightly bottom of Northeast Ohio. And I would say Lebanon. But as we know, I am absolutely terrible with pronunciation. (laughs) I, you know, as much traveling as I do, and I love trying to like assimilate to every new area. I don't know how I'm getting this so wrong. So I say Lebanon, like the country, but uh, I have a feeling that regional um, dialect and kind of like accents might change that yeah that actually that's a good point I wonder if it's just kind of like a midwestern accent because everyone I heard pronounce it they were saying Lebanon Mm -hmm. which yeah I guess my I would say Lebanon that would be probably that's how I've been saying it in my head all along (laughs) but so yeah okay we'll roll with that Lebanon Ohio Mm -hmm. um Did you, what's your initial thoughts about this small town? And also, actually, would you consider this a small town? How would you define a town versus a city? That is really what my first thought was, because whenever I thought of Lebanon, Ohio, I'm familiar with the, you know, the main street and the photos of it. But then whenever I saw the population was over 20,000, I was like, whoa, okay, hold on. (laughs) Right. Um, it's like a little big city, you know. I think that's yes. part of the small towns that we covered, and it's definitely on the bigger size. 
Um, yeah. But it does look like a small town, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. It does. It's it's very um, quaint. And just, I would say, the population size. Because it's kind of hard. Towns you have, it's like at least 5,000 people. Cities yep. usually have at least 50,000 if you're you know using a textbook definition of either. So Lebanon's kind of somewhere in the middle at 20,000 people. So yes. I think... Exactly as you said, it's like a, a small big city or a yeah. big small town. <laughs> right. Well, and just to give some context, I grew up in a place that was under 2,000. So it wasn't even a town. It was a village. So, oh, uh, wow. Yeah, um, which honestly, I could draw a lot of similarities between the two, even with the immense difference in size. Uh, but yeah, it's to me, it seems like a big place, but you know, I'm coming from... A much smaller area right yeah no that makes sense yeah so that that initially was my first thought was okay is this a town is this a city somewhere in between mm -hmm. um so we've landed somewhere in between i've personally never heard of this small town before i had no idea where it was so for me researching i was starting at zero which I think makes it more fun and exciting because I was coming into this without any preconceived notions, any idea of what this place had to offer, which made, you know, doing research and, and seeing what there is, everything was new to me. Yeah. I, uh, this is gonna, gonna tarnish my Ohio cred, but honestly, whenever <laughs> I first started researching this, before I looked at the map, I swore it was like in Southeast Ohio. And then mm. I see, oh, it's right by Cincinnati. I was absolutely wrong. So whoops. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, geographically, um, so it's, it's close to Cincinnati. It's about an hour from Dayton. And mm -hmm. uh, the town, city, small city, big town, is slightly <laughs> less than 13 square miles in size. So it's it's not huge right. by any means in terms of geography. Mm -hmm. um, so did you come across some fun historical tidbits that you want to share or like, you know, initial thoughts, facts that really just stood out to you about Lebanon? So I think it's just the amount of history that's in this little big city, question mark, uh, that, <laughs> you know, really, really shocks me because I feel like I come across historic towns in this state all of the time, but it, you know, was established, what, in the 1790s and the Golden Lamb in Lebanon is Ohio's oldest hotel opened in 1803. For some reason, it never struck me as like, oh, yes, this is one of the first places. But um, I guess, you know, with its proximity to maybe a river and how things were progressing in terms of um, settlements, that would make sense. So mm. that was shocking to me. But also, uh, I didn't realize that where it's housed, Warren County, is considered Ohio's largest playground. Like that's their tagline. Warren County, Ohio's largest playground. Ooh, okay. What's the context behind that? I think with theme parks and zoos and everything in the area, it's just like a sort of a dense area of fun things to do. So that, you know, makes total sense. I'm from up north. So if I think about an amusement park, I would consider um, Cedar Point like the place to go. But mm. I feel like, um, what is it? Six Flags is down 
yeah, Six Flags Ohio is down that way, I believe. So that and the zoo um, just really makes it a place to go visit in addition to all of the natural things that you can do in the area. Cool. That's awesome. Um, I found out that there were a lot of movies that have been filmed here in Lebanon. Um, Milk Money, which I don't know if you've heard of that movie. It was one of my oh. favorites growing up. Hold on. I think I'm wrong. It's King's Island. Oof. Is what? Uh, the amusement park. You know what? Ohioans, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, yes. Anyway, Milk Money. Um, I I am not familiar, actually. Uh, yeah. Ed Harris, Melanie Griffith. Uh, it was a really good movie. Also, The Old Man and the Gun and Carol. Uh, I did know about Carol. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool that this is the place where uh, people come to film movies. And I, it's interesting because I know Carol, Carol was a, more of a period film. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure the charm and the architecture and the history of the area, you know, that's probably why they chose it as the yeah. backdrop for this film. Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was such a great movie. And I really did enjoy the um, like the period stylings of it. So that was yeah, I think it would make a lot of sense. Also, yeah. apparently, some Hallmark movies, uh, the Christmas. Ooh. Spirit. Yeah, right. So Love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. once again, the charm and, you know, just its proximity, I think, to Cincinnati as well, probably lends a lot of uh, movie and, you know, film people being able to go there. So it's easy to commute to. Yeah, and also I did read that it this town city town city was <laughs> incredibly walkable that mm-hmm. you really don't need um especially in the main street area you don't need to have a car that if you're yeah. visiting you can walk it and go from place to place and uh or I'm sure bike it too scooter it whatever you feel but um that's probably I mean, for me, walkability is huge. I know you've said that before when you're visiting a new place. Walkability is really important. Yeah. Yeah, it it really is. And it did take me by surprise that it had such a good walk score because for me and my experience in the state that when you get close to a a city, so like Columbus or Cleveland, obviously there's going to be walkable areas, but usually just not a separate, you know, a separate town. So Cuyahoga Falls or Hudson Stowe, there's some like clusters of walkable towns, but it's usually just the downtown area. So having such a, you know, expansive walkable area, I think is a a big draw for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of what Lebanon, Ohio is known for, or or what, you know, the, the, I guess the crux of the whole thing, did you find that it's more, um, history based did you find that it's more like it's a modern now a modern vacation spot what was your finding in terms of what it's really known for yeah I would say definitely that historic aspect and being able to visit and go to you know Ohio's oldest hotel and know that Mm. it was settled very early and also there is a historic railroad that's running through it so the Lebanon-Mason-Monroe Railroad uh, offers historic cool. train rides from downtown. They do a Christmas North Pole Express. So if you're familiar with the Polar Express, a train ride, you know, similar to that. And I'm sure they have everyone dress up in their gym jams and go, you know, nice. listen to the book, get read. So 
Yeah, those were the main aspects. And actually, Denison, one of the towns I grew up in, they were very, very much relied on the historic railroad that was in town. So we were a rail town and they also did the similar things, historic rides and Polar Express and all that. So it felt very familiar to me. Very cool. That's awesome. Actually, we do have an article on onlyinyourstate.com about uh, this North Pole train ride. Um, so anybody mm-hmm. that wants to uh, take a look, did you say it's the Cuyahoga? Am I am I considering <laughs> that? Uh, so Cuyahoga, Cuyahoga, right? Yeah. That's what, that was my next guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Cuyahoga Railroad. Uh, so we have an article up on onlyinterstate.com about it being the best Polar Express train ride in Ohio. So anybody mm-hmm. that's interested in some holiday stuff, uh, you can go ahead and check that out over there. Yeah, um, and I will say that although not in Lebanon, but the Cuyahoga Valley National Park where the train runs through is gorgeous. So it is a big reason to uh, to to use that rail line. Cool. I did come across this uh, really interesting I'm going to say urban legend about Lebanon that uh, it's called the Shaker Curse. Did you hear about this at all? No. Okay. So apparently, since Lebanon is very close to Cincinnati, there is a legend going around as to why it didn't grow to be as big as Cincinnati Mm -hmm. over the years. And it's called the Shaker Curse. And... Basically, during the migra- their migration, the Shakers chose an area outside of town that was a great place for them to live, create a homeland, um, you know, create a life. There was disagreement amongst the locals and about the Shakers staying there, and it turned out that the Shakers supposedly placed a curse on the city to hinder the city's prosperity. Huh. And yeah, okay. that's, that's the urban legend. I think in reality... Uh, from my understanding, the Shakers thrived in the area. They built a settlement uh, a little bit west of Lebanon called Union Village. And uh, and yeah, that that's probably the true story. But I love a good urban legend. Absolutely. Although I don't think that Shakers were the cursing kind, but maybe I'm wrong. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's that, that is really interesting. Um, I love weird lore and i did not hear that i was looking for some um found some ghost walks and potentially hauntings but you know nothing Mm. nothing as good as a curse so yeah (laughs) right (laughs) so also like i found some really fun interesting weird facts about lebanon that uh i just kind of jotted down neil armstrong Mm -hmm. lived in Lebanon for 23 years after the moon landing. Oh. Which I thought was neat. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And uh, also USA Today called Lebanon one of the 10 great places to browse for antiques. Yes, there are a lot of... I feel like this topic has come up before with small towns, but there was a lot of antique shops you could go to and might be part of my day. We'll see. But... uh, But, Oh, Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I know, I know. Giving myself away. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like they had a lot of great antiques, shoppings and malls, things like that. Yeah, true. Um, so for you and uh, what you've researched about Lebanon, 
what would you recommend to be the best time of year to visit? Mm, Okay. So I'm just basing this off of my long history as an Ohioan. Um, I feel like, so here's this thing that I've heard said, and I feel like I repeat it a lot and I've never heard um, anyone enjoy it, but here's what it is. So Ohio has four seasons. Yeah. We have almost winter, winter, still winter and construction. So (laughs) it is, I would say avoid the winter. I'm sure it's very, very, very charming and they're not going to get as much snow as maybe, um, you know, people up in the snow belt, things like that. So I'm sure it's charming. And there was even a Hallmark movie film there. So I feel like a drive through mm. during the winter would be amazing. Have a drive through light display, go on the Polar Express. You can make an argument for winter. But as an Ohioan, I'm not one to travel in the winter like that. So um, honestly, I would say maybe from... So we can still get snow in April. So, But maybe like May to June... Or then alternatively, September to November. Like this November has been gorgeous in Ohio. So it would have been an amazing time to visit Lebanon, I think. Okay. So you think the best time to visit Lebanon is anytime from April April to November, covering kind of spring, end of spring, summer, early fall. Yeah. And maybe not like dead of summer because we still get pretty hot here. But I would say spring and fall, definitely. Um, But like I said... With everything going on in the winter, you can make a case to say, yes, I want my charming Hallmark movie moment in Lebanon. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I did hear that they have a huge holiday parade the first weekend in December. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's a horse-drawn carriage parade. That uh, Nice. Yeah. People come from all over to uh, see these horse-drawn carriages all lit up and it's a big parade and uh and i'm sure exactly as you're explaining the town gets very um charming quintessential holiday season stuff so it sounds like it would be a good time all right maybe it will change my answer that sounds like a core memory like if you're taking people on a ride like your kids or family your partners just like yeah let's go see something holiday-esque then yeah that sounds great um yeah definitely I also found out um, there's a Country Apple Fest, which is a mm. two-day arts and crafts fest in September. Oh, uh, that nice. takes place every year. Yeah. And in August, the Lebanon Blues Festival, which happens Ooh. downtown. Yeah. And it's nice. in its it just had its 23rd year in this past August. Wow, okay. Yeah, so I feel like, uh, yeah, much much can be said about any time. I'm just surprised you didn't say autumn. I was just waiting for just a blanket. Autumn (laughs) is the time of year. (laughs) Look, (laughs) I I do love the fall. It's, yeah, it is gorgeous, but yeah. Right. I got to mix it up, I think. Do you have, (laughs) keeping me on my toes. Right. (laughs) Do you have a lot of leaves change in Ohio? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's gorgeous. Um, especially in my area, I'm in the foothill of the Appalachian mountains. So there's a lot of rolling hills and trees. And even if you drive down towards Cincinnati, I still think you'll get a lot of that. Um, it definitely does flatten out and get a little bit more plain style 
um, not plain as in boring, but plain as in plain state. <laughs> um, gotcha. Okay. Yes. Uh, so as you start to head west, and so I'm actually not super familiar, but judging by some of the photos and things that I saw, I think there'd be tons of foliage down there. Gotcha. Cool. Interesting. We don't have too much of that around here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. The palm trees just stay one color, except when they die, and then that's just oh. brown. But So do you uh, do you decorate, say, palm trees for Christmas? Like, does everyone do that down there? Like, have Christmas yes. lights up in the... Nice. Okay. Yeah. It's huge. Holiday decorations in Florida are huge. I don't know if it's just because people mostly are transplants, Mm -hmm. to florida that they miss it from home but yeah, yeah most places that i've been to they go all out for the holidays which is so much fun very nice yeah i've always considered florida second ohio because i feel like everyone who <laughs> lives in ohio like yeah let's go down to florida for you know be snowbirds and that's where their yes. second home is yeah no that's true okay so here we are in lebanon ohio and you're about to Tell me about your perfect day that you've planned start to finish. Mm -hmm. Where are you starting for your perfect day in Lebanon? Okay, so I think I have to stay at the historic inn, the Golden Lamb. Um, it mm. looks very quaint and almost like an old English spot, you know, like if you were traveling in the UK, that you would you'd be right at home there. So staying at the Golden Lamb. Uh, and then I think in the morning I would go to... Uh, lot number one, gift shop and coffee shop. So get some fuel and shop around for little knickknacks and just have like little local crafts. Um, I think that'd be really fun. And then continue my wandering over to the Lebanon Peddler's Mall. So mm. full of antiques and crafts. And I could just, you know, spend most of the morning there. Um, I did notice that there were there was a company offering hot air balloon rides uh, throughout mm. Warren County, and they were based in Lebanon. So I think I've never been on a hot air balloon ride, so I think I would just have to. And especially if I was going, say, during autumn, uh, I think it would be really <laughs> beautiful to see all of the foliage and everything from high up. So that sounds really fascinating to me. Um I'd head back downtown and walk around because, as you said, it was super walkable. Swing by the village parlor, which is an ice cream parlor, uh, before mm. scheduling a ghost walk or a Ooh. ghost visit to the Glendower Mansion. And I'm just a sucker for that kind of, even if it's not something I particularly believe in, I love learning about the darker side of history and some unique lore to the town. So yeah. I think having an evening ghost walk would be super fun and then end the night at the black horse tavern at the golden lamb. Mm, very cool. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a lot of fun. I do think that if we were traveling together, we would have a lot of the same stuff to do. Mm -hmm. So uh, on my list too, okay. I did have, the hot air balloon rides. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because, yeah. I also have never been in a hot air balloon. I'm also afraid of heights. Oh, no. However, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but Ooh, you're putting I yourself figured, in danger there. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. You got to let live. But yeah, I just thought it was really cool. It's called Gentle Breeze Hot Air Balloons, which I think makes me feel better about being yes. <laughs> high in the air. It's called mm -hmm. Gentle Breeze. Yeah. Um, it's not scary. But, 
right? But they offer uh, sunset hot air balloon rides, oh, which pretty, I think yeah. could be really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's on my list too. I also I'm starting off at the Breakfast Club, which is just I a did homey. see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love anything. I'm a sucker for diners, and mm-hmm. anything that has that like family vibe. Uh, you know, just plates for breakfast, nothing crazy, um, yeah. and just great coffee, traditional style stuff. So that would be definitely where I would start. Um, and I did, I did also plan my trip kind of for autumn. Uh, I guess that's also my default, <laughs> okay. right? But uh, in the area, you. I know. Well, yeah, especially because I feel like you have a small town. And there's something about coming out of summer that you're just kind of exhausted and whatever. And then the crisp air mm-hmm. and you have pumpkins and, you know, pies and Halloween. It's just, yeah. Yep. So uh, I found a place called Hidden Valley Orchard that offers uh, hay rides. It's an apple orchard. They offer hay rides. Uh, they have a tap room with hard ciders. And Ooh, nice. uh, yeah, it's just a giant orchard with great views. They have trivia events. Um, they have a bakery too on site. So that just sounded like a lot of fun. Um, and then also at night, I found uh, the Lebanon Grand Opry House. Oh, which, cool. Yeah. So on Saturday nights, they they do music. Uh, it's dancing. It's cover songs. They do rockabilly. They have an Elvis night. Um, and it just sounds like a really cool, unique place to Lebanon that locals congregate and just kick back. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I didn't even come across that. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm, so I'm also staying at the Golden Lamb. Because mm-hmm. Well, I feel like you have you to. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So just also, yeah, the proximity to being in the middle of town and uh, the oldest in the state. They have a restaurant on site you know, a bar. So you have everything right there, which I, you can't go wrong when you do that. Right. Yep. So that's my perfect day. So we're going on hot air balloon rides. Yep. And staying yep. at the Golden Lamb. <laughs> and I mean, shopping for antiques. It sounds great to me. Uh, honestly, I'm thinking about the hot air balloon ride. I'm not afraid of heights, but it's one of those things where, how do you drive it? Like, I, I mean... <laughs> don't understand like what the plan is like do you just float for a while and then you come down and be like well we'll have to call someone to come get us so yes yeah so many things could go wrong there Mm -hmm. um so anybody from gentle breeze hot air balloons please reach out and let us know how you do it before we sign up i want to peek behind the curtain because you know that's it's pretty high (laughs) yeah yes that's why i don't skydive but just going to put yeah. that out there. You'll never find that on my perfect day in any part of the world. I did see an advertisement for skydiving when I was researching Lebanon. I don't oh, know boy. if there was an actual company or if it was just a targeted ad, but I definitely saw some. Yikes. Not me. Do not yeah. sign me up for that. No, hard pass. Hard pass, please. <laughs> If you're ready to take on this adventure with us, exploring the best small town getaways across the United States, make sure to like and subscribe on whatever listening platform you use.
Only in Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to OnlyInYourState.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.